0: This morning, as we focus on joy, we are going to turn to a, a passage that I will admit is not your normal Christmas time or Advent passage. Uh, we're going to be in James chapter one with verses two and three, and uh, we are going to be looking, though, at this idea of joy and of having joy in our relationship with. God the Father. So let's go ahead as we begin this, before we get into it, let's repeat this verse or these verses together a few times in preparation for memorizing them this week. Let's say this together, shall we? James 1, verses 2 and 3. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. All right, let's, we're going to go ahead and take away some of those words and replace them with empty blanks, and so hopefully we can fill in the blanks and start applying these verses to our memory. Let's say this again. James 1, verses 2 and 3. Consider it all joy, my brethren, When you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. (laughs) All right, let's take away some more and let's say this one last time together, shall we? Let's fill in the blanks. James 1, verses 2 and 3. Consider it all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. All right, good job. And as as I said in the welcome this morning, this verse, I think, are these verses together. And if you want to have some fun, you can go ahead and throw in verse 4 there, if you like, you know, on your own time. But I thought 2 and 3 would be enough for us today, although verse 4 continues the idea and completes it. But these verses are good for us to to hold on to and to recall on a regular, if not daily, basis as we encounter various trials and struggles that come into our lives. And, And James's encouragement for us is that we would as we experience these things, that we would consider it joy for a very specific purpose. Because we know. He says, knowing that these. Uh, knowing that the testing of your faith is endurance. And so that's what I, we're going to look at a little bit. The, this idea that we know. This word know is, is, is a, a word that means you have come to your knowledge. You have grown into it. You have seen it and have developed this understanding that's this word there, there's a couple of different words that are used for knowing something There's some knowledge that you just automatically have and then there's knowledge that you obtain through your perceptions through seeing things happen and that's this word that we are having today we have seen it and so what what james is saying there is we know that the testing of our faith produces endurance Because we have seen it. We have experienced it. We have perceived it. And because we have done those things, He is telling us to consider it all joy. I I don't know about you, but it's hard to be joyful when you're undergoing certain trials. It is hard to be joyful when you are going through difficult times. And it's really hard to to have that be your primary response and the word consider it means to lead in fact sometimes it's talking about when a person led some a group of people the word is thrown in there and so james is saying let this be your leading response let joy be your leading response to various trials as they come into your life that's what he means when he says consider it all joy How how do we get to the point where when we face a trial, when we face a hardship, when we come into some struggle, our first response is joy? How do we get there? It's it's easy when things go well to experience joy. Uh, Thinking about Christmas and that it's the Christmas season, I'll, I'll never forget the unbridled joy that William showed the year he kept telling us the story about his brother Lanny, who shot one of Santa's reindeer, and there was going to be no Christmas. And yet Christmas morning showed up and the light, the tree was lit and there were presents under, and he ran out and saw it and said, Christmas did come. I think it was even maybe Santa did come. You know, because he had been watching all these kids' shows Uh, that every episode, every show, Christmas wasn't going to happen because Santa had some problem. And the people, the the heroes of that children's episode, had to help Santa. And and he had developed this imaginary brother named Lanny, and Lanny shot Santa's reindeer. And, And so he just knew Christmas wasn't coming. But the joy when he saw Christmas had actually arrived no matter what, lanny had done well that was that was joy we don't have a hard time expressing joy when we're delighted in things we have no hard time expre- expressing our joy when we're delighted in things we don't even have to think about it being the first response but how how do we consider it all joy? How does joy become our first response when we encounter various trials? I, I I think the first part of how we do that, this knowledge that we know that it is going to produce endurance, that it is going to help us, that there is good in these trials. But but before that, really, the 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 primary thing that I think. As we look at this, the knowing that the testing of your faith, when you uh, consider it all joy, my brother, when you encounter various trials, there is the expectation that these trials are going to be in our lives. There is the, the expectation, and, and I almost would say that you know that, that trials are to be expected in the Christian life, but really you don't even have to say in the Christian life. Trials are to be expected in life. That that trials and difficulty is a part of life ever since adam and eve ate of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil trials have been part of this world god told eve that she would uh, he would greatly increase her pain and childbirth that her relationship with her husband was going to be disrupted he told adam that his relationship with the earth the the that he had come from. He is. He came from the earth. He was dirt. And he's going to go back to it and be dirt. But not only that, that as he came from it, all the plants were going to be nurtured from it. But now he wasn't going to reap easily. But now he was going to have to deal with thorns and weeds. The ground that he came from was going to become, in, a, in essence, his enemy. Trials have been a part of the world ever since then trials are a part of our lives trials are to be expected and just because we believe in jesus doesn't mean the trials go away if anything i think the trials become greater i'm reminded of a story i want to say it was tom senior that would tell it about uh, i might be getting my my gentleman confused it might have been ed i don't know so you'll have to correct me if i'm giving somebody else credit but it's a story about these guys driving along looking at the churches and there's this one church and all the demons of hell are just attacking it and attacking it and attacking it and then they drive on and there's another church and there's just this demon picking his teeth on the roof there's just one and he's just chill he's just picking his teeth one of the pastors says the other guy says well i i wish our church was more like that where there isn't so much uh violence and so much struggle going on the other guy said "Uh uh-uh no our church is where we want to be this church has already been taken over there is no struggle here anymore you know and it's a it's a good picture of if, if we are getting along with the world if we are getting along with satan's forces we are we are going to be at peace with the world But if we are following Jesus, if we are living for Him, if we are striving with the world, then the world is going to strive back with us. So so beyond just the normal trials that we are going to experience in life, as we follow Jesus, we will have more trials. That that is going to be an expected part of our life. It is normal. Peter even says a similar thing in 1 Peter chapter 4 verse 12 he says to us beloved do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal among you and that word ordeal is the same word as trial from james chapter 1 verse 2 it says it comes upon you for your testing as though some strange thing were happening to you don't be surprised by it as though some strange thing were happening to you it's not strange but to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ keep on rejoicing so that you also so that also at the revelation of his glory you may rejoice with exaltation see the the trial the surprise don't be surprised that you're experiencing this the testing is there and also the joy that you might rejoice don't don't React to this as if it was some strange thing happening in your life, but to the degree that you share the sufferings of Christ, keep on rejoicing. As believers in Jesus, these trials in our lives are normal. They're to be expected. And not only are they to be expected, but as both Peter and James say, they are they, they, They have a purpose behind them. And and what James is telling us when he says to consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance, to consider it all joy is the idea of don't look at these trials as something that is happening to you that is an interruption in your life. Look at them as a part of your normal life and not an interruption, but a planned purpose. Look at these as opportunities in your life. And and we need to view trials as opportunities. I think that's part of having that joy. We we recognize that they're a normal part of life, that they are to be expected. And not only are they to be expected, but we should look at them as opportunities in our lives. Uh, I don't know about you, but I rarely have a trial in my life that I think, oh, this is a great opportunity there are times though there are times you know just think about every person you meet every person that comes in your life whether they're uh, a blessing to you or they feel like maybe they're a curse or they're a trial or they're uh, a, a difficulty that is an opportunity to experience a person whom god has created and loved If they're a trial, if if they are more of a cursing in your life than a blessing, that is an opportunity to experience God's love for somebody who has fallen. And to recognize just how fallen we all are. It's an opportunity to share God's love with a person. And and that's what trials are. They are opportunities for us to grow in Christ. He, He says that Consider it all joy when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Every time you go through another trial, it's another opportunity for your te- faith to be tested. To see, okay, this is what you have proclaimed. You know, we, we looked uh, first at uh, faith is the assurance of things hoped for. Our hope is what we, we, we don't have it. We are looking for it. Faith is the assurance that that is real. Faith is the conviction of those things that we haven't seen. Faith is saying, I believe it and I'm going to live it out even though I can't hold it, I can't show it to you, I can't prove that it's going to happen even in my lifetime. But I'm going to live based on it. That is faith. And we proclaim our faith, but now we have the opportunity to prove our faith undergo trials that is an opportunity to prove our faith it's one thing to say i love my fellow man it's another thing to actually love other people in the flesh when they are causing me trials it's one thing to say oh god's got it under control it's another thing to actually live that out when things feel like they're falling apart We are to consider it joy. We are to be looking at these as opportunities because it's the opportunity for our faith to be tested. And as our faith is tested, what does it say? It produces endurance. That word produce means to bring to its conclusion. To to fulfill what it is working towards. So faith, when it is tested, it produces, it brings to a completion, endurance. And that word endurance means to to bear up under pressure over time. We endure because we hold on to our faith and we keep holding on. I, I view this verse very similarly to if you had an athlete who is trying to develop their body and get stronger or get faster, what do they have to do? They have to lift weights to the point where they can't lift weights anymore and then the next day or two days later after they've rested, they do it again. If they're a runner, they're going to run as hard as they can, as long as they can. They're going to take their body to the limit. And then the next time, they're going to look for those opportunities to test themselves, to push themselves to the limit. Why? So that they get stronger. So that they can go farther the next time. So that a year from now, they can run twice as far as they did last year. Or if they're lifting weights, they can lift more than they did last year. That's, that's the, the picture of this, that as we are going through our lives, it, it is not just to, to, to be comfortable to, to sit around and enjoy Christ, but God would have us growing in Him. God would have us uh, learning from Him and becoming stronger in our faith. And, and that's, that's what James is telling us. This is why we should, we should consider it all joy when we encounter these These trials. And that word encounter, it it literally means to fall into. It's the same word used when Jesus is talking about the parable of the Good Samaritan and the man is on the road and he falls among thieves. And they beat him up and they rob him and they leave him for dead on the road. We, We don't go seeking out the trials, but sometimes the trials seem to just surround us. When you fall in among these trials our first reaction, our first response, what what James is encouraging us to do is to consider it an opportunity for joy. To rejoice in the opportunity that we might be able to grow in our faith. That our faith might be tested. The the testing of your faith. That word test, it, it, it means to bring about a good result. It has the idea of refining. You don't refine things in order to prove them bad and throw them away. You refine them to make them better so that they might be purer, and you might rejoice in them. And that's, that's God's desire for us. That's why He allows these trials to happen in our lives. That's why He doesn't withhold them from us. And, and James later on, he'll say, nobody should say when they are being tested that they're being tempted by God. Because a test and a temptation are the same thing. The context and how we react to it is what determines whether a test that we go through is just a test or if it becomes for us a temptation. God doesn't tempt us. But He does allow us to undergo these these struggles and these trials because He wants to see us grow in Christ. He wants to see us grow in our faith. He wants us to have a stronger faith and to live it out he wants to see that in our lives god's desire for us is growth not comfort his his desire for us isn't to beat us up his desire for us isn't to make us weaker he doesn't throw us through these trials just so he can get his kicks at us struggling no his desire is for our growth But He also doesn't keep us from Him so that we can stay comfortable. We have to eventually grow. And that's His desire for us in Jesus. And that's why James is telling us to to consider it all joy. Just as as Jesus, when He came to the earth, it it was a a time of great joy and the the, the angels worshipped and the shepherds went to worship and there was great joy all throughout the land. But Jesus' purpose wasn't just to stay in a manger, wrapped up warm in swollen clothes, being held by his mother. His purpose was to grow, to preach, to proclaim himself, to proclaim the kingdom coming, and eventually to die on the cross. Our salvation was not obtained by Jesus staying comfortable. Our salvation was attained by Jesus growing and learning through obedience to the point of even being obedient to death on the cross. And now here comes James, and here comes Peter, and here comes Paul, oftentimes telling us you're going to encounter various trials. You're going to encounter these difficulties. Just because we follow Jesus doesn't mean we're Excluded from them. If anything, we're going to have more difficulties. Because as Jesus said, that you know, everybody loves people that are like them. Even sinners love one another. Even wicked people are kind to one another. But what did he call us to do? Just to love people that are like us? No. Just to be kind to people who are kind to us, who are like us? No, he he told us to love our enemies. To bless those who curse us, to to provide for them materially if we needed to. If, if, If your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. That's a tall order. These are the trials that we face as believers. And when we encounter these trials, it's an opportunity for our faith to be refined, to be tested. To produce the endurance that God seeks in us. What would it mean in your life if, when you encountered various trials, if you encountered setbacks, difficult relationships, accusations, money troubles? Your reaction was joy. This is another opportunity for me to see God work. It's kind of like the proverbial kid who is put into a room full of manure and starts digging. People think, "What? why are you so excited? He said, with all this manure, there's got to be a pony. Can you imagine if we reacted to the manure of our lives? with the joy, there must be something good. There must be something good about to happen. There must be something. I'm going to get to see God do something amazing because everything is so bad right now, but God loves me and God cares for me and God provides for me. So I'm about to see something. God will provide. God will help me. You know, that... That you can have a hardship. You can have something that goes against your plans and maybe that's an opportunity that God wants to work through you in somebody else's life. It's not your plan. It's not what you want to do. But maybe it's an arrangement that God has given you. Can we look at those things with joy? Trusting that He will provide. That's what what James is encouraging us. You know, as as I think of Paul when he wanted to, to preach in certain areas and the Holy Spirit would not allow him to. And then, he sees a vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come over here. And he goes. And what happens? Finds himself in a jail in the city of Philippi. Accused improperly put in prison, and what what did he and Silas do? They sing. They rejoice. They pray. We can look at those things, and we can say, this is against God's plans, and this isn't where things are supposed to be happening. But I think Paul, he, over time, learned, even if I'm in prison, there's an opportunity here. In fact, later on, he would write about his chains being an opportunity for the gospel to spread. Would you consider the trials that you face opportunities? Would you consider the difficulties that you face, that you undergo an opportunity to grow in Christ, an opportunity to share your faith with others, to prove your faith to yourself? Would you react as early as you can? And I think this is something we have to work at. I don't think it just comes naturally. I I think maybe, you know, maybe we begin, joy is our fifth thought. And after a while, maybe joy is our fourth thought. And as we focus on reacting to these negative things and, and you just want to get angry, but this is an opportunity, maybe joy becomes the second thought. But over time, maybe we get to the point. Or something goes wrong. Something goes against our plan. Something isn't the way I meant it to be. Maybe something comes up and causes troubles for me. Maybe my health goes haywire in a way I didn't want it to. Joy. This is an opportunity. My faith is about to grow. I'm about to endure more and maybe God's using this for His glory can't wait to find out how. I want to invite you to to start walking that path. To respond in joy. To consider it something to have joy in when we encounter various trials. And so I hope that we will apply this verse to our memory. Because I think we're going to have to remind ourselves on a regular basis, consider it all joy. So let's start committing it to our memory. So let's say this verse well, these verses together again, One last time. Let's think about what this means for us in our lives today. James 1 verses two and three. Consider it all joy, my brethren when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for today. We recognize, Lord, that we do not always consider it joy when we encounter various trials. We don't always wake up every morning Joyful for what lies ahead. Sometimes we dread it. Sometimes we feel like You've made a terrible mistake. Sometimes, Lord, we become very bitter. We pray, Lord, and ask that You would help us to have Your eyes and Your heart and Your response to the trials we face. Lord, help us to consider it with joy. To consider it an opportunity to see Your grace in action. To rejoice in You when we encounter trials and troubles and difficulties. Lord, we pray that our faith would be proven to be true. That we would not just proclaim with our lips, but we would actually live it out with our hearts. And Lord, that we would learn to endure. To continue to hope in You even when it looks like things aren't going to work out. To continue to hope in You even when people around us tell us to quit and to give up. Lord, may we learn to endure. We pray. We pray, Lord, that You would help us to have joy. That we would rejoice in trials. That we would rejoice in troubles and setbacks because they are opportunities to grow in you and to see you work in our lives. We pray these things, Father, today in Jesus' name. Amen.